It is time for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James. Lori, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. How are you? I'm great. How about you? Good, good. Doing well. Markets are a little in the red today, but uh, not by much. We've got the TSX just off 160 points, just down 1%. The S&P 500 down about 8 points, sitting at 3,198. Dow down 145, just down half a percent today. Uh, and the U.S. Canadian dollar sitting at 74.5 cents right now, and gold and oil are flat on the day. What do you see happening then as well with the markets when the, the economy, in many cases, is reopening a bit faster than expected? Yeah, you know, markets uh, really have continued to rally, basically because the economic data is kind of showing that it's not as bad as one thought. Uh, for example, um, the U.S. Un- unemployment rate for May came in at 13.3%, which is obviously extremely high, uh, but they were expecting uh, just shy of 20%. So again, that kind of better data uh, parallel uh, shot the markets higher. Uh, and same in Canada as well. Um, we have unemployment sitting at 13.7% right now, but our economy added 290,000 jobs. So again, this is why markets are moving higher uh, over the past kind of couple of weeks. Uh, you know, what we've seen so far in the recovery, uh, we've seen markets have rallied over 40% from the lows, but are still down on the year, actually. Hmm. So do you think there'll be pullback or are we looking at consolidation? What's going to happen there? Uh, you know, I mean, at this point, it's almost looking like a V-shaped recovery. So, you know, we're we're getting close to where markets were, uh, but it would be normal to see some sort of correction. You know, the the higher markets go, and the faster that happens, uh, kind of the way I look at it is that you know it's too far too fast, and so I would hope for some sort of correction uh, in the near term. But what we're seeing right now in markets in terms of which um, sectors are leading um, are a lot of the beaten up type uh, areas. So energy, travel, and leisure. So people are looking for those deals out there. Uh, they're bargain hunting. Uh, for us, we're managing portfolios. Some of those sectors just have too much risk for our, our type of clients and dealing with retirees and retirement portfolios. So again, we uh, tend to sidestep uh, areas like that. And, I mean, you even look at the airline industry. I mean, yeah, travel's been improving lately, but its uh, vol- passenger volume is still down over 80 percent. Uh, this is going to be, you know, one of the worst years in history, three times uh, as bad as 2008. And now what we heard, you know, uh, even international travel here, you know, the Canada-U.S. border uh, closure for uh, non-essential travel is now going to be extended into the future as well. So, uh, you know, again, the airline industry and investing in some of those areas uh, just isn't my cup of tea at this point, even though that's where we're seeing some of the gains. All right, let's talk about uh, CMHC and some changes when it comes to mortgages. How do you think this is going to impact people? Yeah, you know, what they're talking about is that, um, you know, getting mortgage default insurance is uh, going to get harder here um, as they announced. And so what they're looking at is they're no longer allowing homebuyers to use borrowed funds for their down payment. Uh, they're going to require a higher credit score from at least one of the borrow- borrowers, I should say, at least uh, 680 uh, f- from 600, uh, and also they're going to lower the threshold for how much debt applicants can carry compared to their income. And this is probably one of the most important issues here. So uh, with that, they're reducing uh, that debt service ratio. Uh, basically, the maximum is going to be 35% from 39%. And what that means to you as a home buyer is that your purchasing power of a home uh, is going to decline or could decline up to 11% 
which could discourage some people from going out looking for that new home at this time. Yeah, that's a big difference. Do you, do you find it odd they're doing that during this pandemic? Uh, well, I think it's, you know, two ways to look at it. One is they're trying to protect um, Canadians from themselves uh, and taking on too much debt or more debt than that they can afford, uh, knowing that we're uh, in this situation. But on the flip side, uh, during the pandemic, obviously home sales are down already. I think I saw here in Vancouver, uh, home sales were down 44% in the month of May. So, you know, again, I don't think uh, that people were rushing out to get a mortgage at this time. Uh, and it's simply, it's just very difficult to even look at a place if you want to with um, all the various uh, restrictions. So, so uh, you know, did they have to do this? Um, maybe they're thinking that uh, with low mortgage rates, so like right now you can get a five-year mortgage. Uh, I was reading for about 2%. Uh, so that may encourage people to look at overextending themselves. Uh, they're also saying that uh, for future home prices here, they're seeing a possible decline between 9 and 18% in 2020 uh, and possibly 25% uh, in oil-producing regions. So again, they're, they're looking at trying to protect uh, the stability of the Canadian economy at this time. So, uh, so this is what they've come up with. And probably in the long term, it probably is uh, the right thing to do. Uh, Laurie, I want to talk to you about long-term care uh, homes, retirement homes. They've certainly been in the news, unfortunately, for some sad cases and some very troubling cases. But a lot of people are now looking at that and wondering about planning for them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yes, they've been uh, in the news for some time now. And I think, um, you know, when people are planning for retirement or planning for later years of retirement, they're wondering kind of what are their options and what should they be doing? Um, you know, this and this is a question that comes up frequently when we're providing those retirement plans. Um, obviously, the cost of uh, retirement homes or assisted living is very high and people wonder how they're going to afford that. And I would say that everyone's individual financial situation uh, is different. So it really depends on, on kind of you and your family and you need to sit down with a financial advisor and talk about it. But um, one thing that people don't take into account is, is that they're likely going to sell their home at some point in the future. And so this will fund the cost uh, of um, retirement homes or, or seniors care later on in life. Where I've run into some issues is when uh, both spouses are still alive and one spouse uh, needs care and the other is fine to live at home. And so that's where the cost can come into uh, kind of being a major player in your retirement plan. And so I, I guess a lot of the conversation that we have is, you know, what are the options out there for, uh, for seniors that are planning for, for, for care later on? And I would guess, too, the discussions there need to be around the different types of care. There's certainly a huge range in, in that and the cost of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So home care being one of the ones that I'd say is uh, more of a trend lately. Uh, many clients want to stay in their homes uh, as long as they can. They don't want to move to assisted living early on. And so so what can you do if you're one of those people? Well, of course, there are uh, care workers that can come to your home and help out or even before you're at that stage, even people that can come and help maintain your home, I think is another one that's important. Um, sometimes take care, taking care of, you know, your yard and doing the cooking and cleaning and all that stuff becomes too much. So you have to think of that as well. Um, but when you're t- taking a look at home care, uh, you know, like the nurse next door or there's another company right at home, I mean, the, the cost can be higher. 
Um, but if you can afford it, it might be something that you want to do. Uh, a lot of people feel more comfortable, even with what's going on out there right now, that this is a better option. Um, and then retirement homes or assisted living. I mean, if you're independent but no longer wish to live in your current home, you may choose this as an option. They're privately owned residences and they provide accommodation, meals and activities. Uh, costs can range uh, quite a bit, anywhere from 1500 to 6000 per month. Uh, so again, that's sticker shock for a lot of people who are even, you know, don't even have a mortgage anymore. They're not used to paying this kind of monthly monthly fee. But again, remember the usual way that it works is that uh, one spouse is no longer there, uh, and then the other spouse will sell the house and move into a, a kind of a care facility like this. And and some of it can be subsidized as well. Um, you know, I think about my Oma who's turning a hundred oh. uh, next year or next month, I should say, uh, and she is in assisted living right and so some of that subsidized and and she's not in a full uh full long-term long-term care facility at this point and so so long-term care facilities too i mean that's uh, where you need a lot more care and a lot of this is funded by the government uh so again it's usually option one or two that we're talking to clients about at, at any point in time all right well congratulations and happy birthday to your oma and we will leave it there Lori. as always thank you so much Thank you so much. Have a great week. Okay, you too. That is Lori Pinkowski. If you have any questions or you want to talk to the Pinkowski Wealth Management team directly, again, you can call them at 604-915-LORI. That's L-O-R-I. Or you can visit the website at pinkowski.ca.